Well, Victorian Greens Senator and the party's Indigenous Affairs spokeswoman Lydia Thorpe has today resigned from the party, ending months of speculation and internal upset over her position on The Voice to Parliament. Take a listen. There is a black sovereign movement out there that no one wants to listen to. So I'll be their voice. Now, Senator Thorpe has repeatedly questioned how the independent advisory body would interact with things like Aboriginal sovereignty and, and backed a treaty-first approach. Her resignation paves the way for the Greens to unanimously support the Yes campaign at this year's referendum. Greens leader Adam Bant thanked Senator Thorpe for her contribution and said he was sad to see her go. I tried very hard to get Senator Thorpe to stay. Um, I wanted her to stay. Uh, felt that there is a, a place for her in the party. She's obviously come to a different view. Um, I'm sad about that, but that's what she's decided. Well, The Guardian's Paul Carp joins me in the studio here to discuss pretty explosive uh, sort of news today. It's certainly the talk of the building. You had the scoop on this today, Paul. It wasn't a, completely a surprise to you. Uh, did Senator Thorpe give any indication that this would be her, her position, her move? Well, for months, uh, she's been making public statements that are highly critical of The Voice, despite the fact that the Greens are committed to the Uluru Statement from the Heart and all three of its planks, which is Truth, Treaty and Voice, but they've put it in that order with Voice Last. Uh, so she's been given a lot of leeway over months, but there's been internal tension that other members of her party room and also the, the voter base and the membership base of the Greens are in favour of The Voice. And today, uh, you know, at the start of a new parliamentary year, when the Greens needed to come up with their position, you know, they're going to finalise it this week, it, it became too much for her. She said that she felt constrained uh, in her advocacy and, and so she needed to quit the party and go to the crossbench. Obviously, this put the Greens in a really tricky position. Uh, is there any suggestion that she would have been pushed? Well, Adam Bant uh, laid out the conditions um, that he'd offered her to, to stay under and it was really to continue accommodating uh, her difference of opinion on this. So She, she or, was more or less going to be the exception to the rule in, yeah, in the party's position. She was going to be able to hold the First Nations portfolio and Adam Bant would take carriage of the voice and she would be allowed to vote uh, against the voice in Parliament and to advocate against it if she wanted to, you know, in the campaign. So a, a huge amount of leeway uh, that was offered. Uh, yes, there were people in the Greens that were didn't think that that was an acceptable uh, compromise and wanted her to, to, to lose the portfolio or, or thought that, you know, the party wasn't her natural home. But no, the, the, the leadership was doing everything to keep her on board. Uh, but she still felt that because members of the Greens felt differently and that she needed to to, to advocate black sovereignty best by being on the crossbench. Observers like me and, and yourself would have seen her comments at treaty protests on Australia Day in Melbourne, uh, her becoming emboldened with this sort of mission, if you like. She even referred to it in the press conference today being the voice of black sovereignty. Now that she's free of constraints and able to make her views clear. How much should we read into where else this goes? She was careful to say in today's press conference, I haven't reached a final position on, on The Voice. Where could this go now she's uh, un unlaboured by the party position? 
Well, I think that she has to be careful that she's not sidelined in the Senate because if she's uh, too, if her position on this is too radical to stay in the Greens, then how is she going, what common ground is she going to have with Labor and Anthony Albanese? I mean, she wrote to Mark Dreyfus uh, asking for an explicit assurance uh, that uh, Indigenous sovereignty is is recognised and, uh, you know, Labor hasn't been willing to to offer that when she was in the tent uh, in the Greens. I don't think they'll be willing to offer that now that she's an independent crossbencher making making the same demand. So I I think that the the risk that she runs is that uh, she can be, have a clearer voice but it's it's more easy to sideline sideline her view. It's twelve past five. Uh, Guardian's political reporter Paul Carp is joining me. We're talking about today's well explosive resignation from Greens Senator Lydia Thorpe. She's now a free agent, as you just heard. Of course, Paul Adam Band says he pleaded with her to remain. Uh, it seemed to reassure her and maintain all of her position within the party. But what does that say about his leadership, that he wasn't able to continue to keep her in the party? Well, it's not great that he's let this uh, debate run for months where, uh, you know, if you were just a regular punter watching, it would would look like the Greens are opposed to The Voice, even though it was just one of them in a a party room of about 16, I think it is. So he's let this debate run. Um, It's it's got some negative press uh, for The Greens. The ultimate aim is to try and, you know, keep the party together and not have any defections and then Senator Thorpe uh, quits to go to the crossbench anyway. So why did it have to wait until the start of 2023 for them to determine their position, which will be in favour of The Voice? They're meeting tonight to to, to sign off on that. As soon as tonight. As soon as tonight. Just like that, it was sort of all the complexity out of the Greens' position was removed. I mean, he and other MPs, uh, Adam Ban and other MPs, said that they were sad to see her go. How sad do you really think they are, politically speaking? I mean, this is not the first time Lydia Thorpe has been controversial. The ABC revealed last year she'd been in an undisclosed relationship with an ex-bikey boss while serving on a parliamentary committee that dealt precisely with organised crime. Does this not make their position on The Voice Parliament perfectly clear and and therefore the probability of uh, the Yes campaign getting up even more stronger? It has the benefit that the Greens can now uh, be unambiguously in favour of it and if, if the referendum fails, they can't be blamed for it, which if, if Lydia Thorpe was still in the Greens and, and the referendum were voted down, they could easily be blamed for it. You can see Labor would, would attack them for that. So they've got a, they've got a clearer position and, and in that sense uh, they're unburdened. But that, that said, no party likes to lose a member um, from, their, from their voting bloc. Yeah, you take the good with the bad, I suppose. Uh, when it comes to the Albanese government's ability to negotiate directly with Lydia Thorpe, you mentioned that if she's too extreme for the Greens, then how are they going to find common ground? Is there anything uh, in her new position that might persuade the Albanese government or the Yes campaign that sovereignty is more important than a constitutional voice? 
Well, the Albanese government has been clear that sovereignty is not affected uh, by the voice proposal. So I don't think they're going to offer anything uh, beyond that because it's just not part of the debate as far as they're concerned. And what Thorpe is asking for explicit recognition in the bill that Indigenous sovereignty still exists, I, I think the government would be worried that that would imperil the success of the yes vote. So I don't think they'll give anything to her on that. It also just creates a whole new dynamic on every, on every bill now, um, it's not Labor plus Greens plus one senator, maybe David Pocock. It's Labor plus Greens, and if Lydia Thorpe doesn't agree, Labor has to go f- looking for votes somewhere else. They need Pocock and the Jackie Lambie network. So it changes the dynamic of the Senate now where the cross where all of the crossbenchers uh, become more powerful because it's possible they might be the tipping vote. Yeah, fascinating. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, particularly as uh, we arrive at the time of year when the yes and no campaigns will announce precisely what is in their campaigns. Paul Carp is the political reporter with The Guardian. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks, Andy. And I should add, I did approach the Greens leader, Adam Bant, his deputy, Maureen Faruqi, and the party's leader in the Senate, Larissa Waters. All were unavailable. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.